Good morning. Praise the Lord. Happy to report that Father Reggie, your other new priest, and myself, we survived the first week here at St. Mary's. This is a busy place. Do you realize that? We have eight masses on a weekend. And that's not counting quinceañeras, weddings, funerals, or baptisms. This is a busy place. I, I came from a parish from the last six years. We had about 200 registered families, more or less. Here, we have about 3,500. Three masses on a weekend. <laughs> so amazingly, praise God, we have an amazing staff here at St. Mary's. We are absolutely spoiled here. They're amazing. All of the volunteers here in the sacristy, the front office, our our catechetical program here, all amazing staff make life easier. They, they basically just hold my hand and they tell me where to go, and I just nod my head. I, I just go. So praise God. So I looked up some stats about Vacaville, my new home. Do you realize how many people are in Vacaville? I looked it up, the latest numbers. The population of Vacaville is 102,833. And when I saw that number, immediately I said to myself, all right, how do we get all 102,833 into this church? That is our mission. Do you realize that? As Catholics, here in this part of the Lord's Vineyard, we are called to go out to all 102,833, proclaim the gospel to them, and draw them into St. Mary's. I want this church, if we do our job well, this church should be packed. You should be walking in here as Catholics, and there should be somebody irritating in your pew. <laughs> as Catholics, we all have our pews, don't we? <laughs> we all have our favorite pews, and when you come to Mass... Sometimes when someone's there, you're like, hey, what are you doing in my pew? That should be a daily problem here. Every baptized Christian is called to announce the gospel to every creature. All of those souls should be here. But the huge question is, how will we attract people to us? Well, that's a huge question for the church, not just for here, but for the entire world. How do we draw more souls into the body of Christ? Part of that answer is right here in the gospel. The scholar of the law asked Jesus to test him. Jesus, how do I inherit eternal life? And he shares with him one of our Lord's most famous parables. It's called now the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now for a first century hearer, the details immediately jump out. But it's lost to us as 21st century people. So to set this historical context of this, then you begin to see 
the drama that is unfolding before us. A Lord says now, a man has just been beaten. And three people walk by him. First, a priest, then a Levite. And then he says, a third person comes by who is a Samaritan. Who were the Samaritans? So at the time period, in the 8th century BC, the Jewish people, if you recall, God had created them to have 12 tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. But by the 8th century, the Jewish people had separated themselves. They had divided into two separate kingdoms, 10 tribes in the north, two tribes in the south. But what happened over time in the northern kingdom of the 10 tribes they strayed away. When it became hard to follow God, they started to behave like everybody else. This temptation, by the way, is always common, even to this very day. Have you ever found it hard to be, to be a good, solid, practicing Catholic in this day and age? Oh, you better believe it. And the common temptation is when it becomes difficult to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, one of the first things that we jettison tends to be our faith. We stop praying. We stop going to Mass. And our lives look like everybody else. That's what happened to the ten tribes in the northern kingdom. And God kept calling them back. Come back into covenant with me. And he would send them prophets after prophets. Come back. Come back to me. But they refused. And in the year 722 BC, the Assyrian Empire swoops in, conquers the northern kingdom, sends them into exile. They're now known as the lost tribes of Israel. The remnants of the ten tribes mingled with the pagan Assyrians, and they began to mix the religion with pieces of the Old Testament, with pieces of pagan religions. That group we now call the Samaritans. And the Jews hated the Samaritans because they saw them as traitors, as half-breeds. And that is why all throughout Scripture, every practicing Jew did not relate or come in contact with the Samaritans. Now they begin to see the drama that our Lord is, is building up here in the parable. Because if this Samaritan here in the gospel is, was supposed to act like everybody else, what is the common behavior in this situation? Leave that guy on the ground. He's a Jew. Don't, don't touch him. Leave him alone. Let him die. Leave him there. That's what everybody else will do. But Jesus says, ah... I'm calling you higher. 
The gospel continues. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them, took his own animal, paid for his hotel room, (laughs) gave the innkeeper, innkeeper instructions to take care of him. This Samaritan behaved differently. If you and I are to live out our baptismal call, we're on mission. Christ gives us a mission if we so choose to accept it. (laughs) We are called to go, especially here, to all 102,833. We are called to draw them in. How? By the holiness of our lives. You and I are called to look utterly different than everybody else. People should look at us and say, why are you different? Why do you pray so much? Why are you so generous with your wealth? Why are you so merciful and compassionate? Why? Oh, if you live our Catholic faith to the full, we are called to be radically transformed and look different than everybody else. I'm telling you, we do the world no favors by behaving like them. We do the world no favors if my life looks like everybody else. Then why come to church then? If I leave this church and I behave like the world does, then what the world will say? Then nothing happens here. Why come? The world is thirsting for authentic Christians. The world is absolutely hungry to see a Christian fully alive with the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now the next question is, Father, how do I get there? All right, you talk a big game, Father. How do I get transformed and all of the nice stuff you're, you're spouting? Go to the gospel. When Jesus was asked, how do I inherit eternal life? And he asks, well, what is written in the law? He then now quotes Deuteronomy chapter 6. This text, the Deuteronomy chapter 6, is the most famous text in the Old Testament. Even to this very day for our practicing Jewish brothers and sisters. It says, and it reads, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your being. This text, every practicing Jew is commanded to recite it multiple times every day. They wake up in the morning and they, and they pray it in Hebrew. Shema Israel Adonai. First words out of their mouth when they wake up out of the day is that prayer. Middle of the day, same thing. Shema Israel Adonai. And then at the end of the day, same thing. Shema Israel Adonai. Adonai Chadad. 
Why do they pray that multiple times every day? Because of the temptation to fall away from God and behave like everybody else. And so the Jews pounded into their hearts day and night. Remember who you are. Remember what what commandments you ought to follow. Remember how you ought to live. You and I are called to be holy. If you look to the left, there's the confessionals right there. There was a long line Saturday evening. I don't call that the confessional, by the way. You know what I call that place? That's the miracle room right there. That's the miracle room. Sinners walk in, saints walk out. (laughs) People are radically transformed there, given the graces of the sacrament of confession. And so, if you haven't been to confession in a while, I want to invite you there. Ask the people that came to confession last night. I'm a nice guy in there. I pass out candy when I'm in there. I even give you a little balloon when you leave. Say, job well done. Okay, I don't really do that. That's beyond our budget here in St. Mary's. Oh, but the graces of the sacrament of confession. You see, when we live our life like this, we will be transformed. Our hearts set aflame. Those graces we receive at our baptism and our confirmation will be, in, be enlivened. Remember what St. Catherine of Siena said, one of the greatest mystics of the church? She famously said that if we are what we should be, we will set the world on fire. If we want to draw all 102,833 souls into St. Mary's, we must love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our being, all of our strength, and all of our mind. We should live like nobody else.